comes Hurst, he's got some people are on the pitch, they think it's all over. It is now, it's clear. You are listening to the greatest sports show on the planet, The Season Ticket, on Dougie Stone Radio. In association with Inspired to Change Bristol, helping to get your life back on track. How are you doing then? It's Promo, it's Lado, it's The Bench, it's Dougie Stone Radio, it is The Season Ticket. So how's your week been? Hope it's been good, hope it's been good. So yeah, we're here again, for, as usual, for the latest dose of sports, music and mayhem. And uh, without further ado, I'll bring the bench in. So how are you doing, guys? Hey, all right, good. Not bad. Very good. We're all good. So we've got Kev, we've got Lance, we've got Lowy, we've got Dan, Ash. It's is a full house tonight, Is a full house. Shep will be along a bit later on. Um, yeah. when once he's sorted his, fa- he's, he's proper dad, any old chap, mind he he sorts his family out first. He's he, he's under orders, I think. <laughs> Does that mean we're not proper dads? <laughs> oh, here we go. Here, here we go. Here we go. We started big. I'm not even a dad. Already, yeah, already. Dan's not even a dad, and he's getting grief about it already. Look at that. That's not that's not <laughs> yeah. good. You wait till you have kids, Dan, and it'll all go wrong. Um, so how you doing, lads? You okay? Yeah, not bad. So. Yeah, Big highlight week. of the week. This is yeah, it's, it's fast. To be, it's fast <laughs> becoming um, everyone's highlight of the week, isn't it? So, which is amazing. I'm really pleased about that. So, um, firstly, everyone's safe and well, and families are all good. Nothing going horrendously wrong. That's fantastic. Um, so, um, Lado, let's let's talk about um, what we got coming up tonight. Um, it's it's a bit what? of a challenging topic. This one, mm. isn't it? Well, in a in an exciting week of sport where there's basically been Nothing. no sport, we've had to dig into the archives. So we have a, a range of experience on the bench, a range of um, experience we perhaps don't want to go into. Um, but we thought we'd talk about unexpected encounters with sports people or any sporting encounters you might have had with your heroes or any famous sports stars. Yeah. Um, there's lots we think we can tell. There's lots we're not sure we can tell. Um, there may be some uh, you know, some some hidden hidden identities within there, but um, I think there's probably going to be a few exciting tales to be told. I tonight. think we've got so, a few. Um, I mean, certainly, I know one member of the team has got issues because having <laughs> Kev. I'll bring you in now, Kev. Working in a hospital, you're kind yeah. of governed by a not the official secrets act, but it's not far off, is it? It's confidentiality. So I I, I do have one little story, but I, I won't uh, I won't be giving any names. No, you just have to guess for yourself. And uh, a couple of mates have helped me out with some tweets with some ideas. Amazing. As well, so That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I mean, times like that, you need your mates, isn't it? Yeah, Frank, they, frankly. they really pulled through for me. Yeah. All two of them who answered my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's good to know you've got a little corner of the world that loves you, isn't it? So I, yeah. I suppose that's 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 a bonus, I guess. Right. Um, any tweets of the week, guys? Ash? Yes. Ash. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. I've got one on me. Go I, on, I, I, I enjoyed the um, the the one the Bucks put out this morning. I don't know if, it, yeah, if any of you guys saw it, but uh, if, if the listeners don't know, obviously they they picked up uh, Gronkowski in a trade from from the Patriots overnight. Yeah, and um, they <laughs> they put a video. Out. I think it's an old video. I think it's a couple of years old from when the Patriots picked up the Super Bowl last time with, with Gronkowski there. Yeah, and uh, it was just a video of him and, and uh, Brady walking along with the song "Bad Boys" playing playing together and bringing the two two of them back together. It's amazing. Oh, I, genuinely, do you think now that people will start stop supporting the Patriots and start supporting the Bucks? Uh, I don't, but I think there'll be there'll be a lot of people who might look at Brady in in the way he might have manipulated the situation a little bit um, to 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 the advantage down there. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they'll change their support, but I think he, 
they'll look at him maybe and Gronk in a slightly different light. Lowe's shaking his head in complete disbelief that I've even come out with that. But I'm telling you, and you excuse the pun, but there'll be a few floaters around that will definitely decide. That's that ladder off. That's going to set ladder off. That is. There's definitely going to be some floaters around that are going to go, oh, actually, I quite like Brady. I quite like the you know, Gronk's back. I love all that. So let's go and let's go and support them for a bit. But uh, fair play. Uh, ladder, you got a tweet of the week as well? Yeah, I got one. It's, it's digging into the archives again, but a Sam White, he said he just remembered a story his dad told him about Fred Truman. So I was going back a little bit. Blimey, how far um, have you duck? Why is this good? <laughs> he, he said he, he had a load of kids run up to him after a match for an autograph and he bellowed, you get no if you don't line up properly. I'm asking that. So they formed up and formed a nice orderly <laughs> queue. He said, right, he declared, and he promptly buggered off. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Anybody else got so, anything? About Marcus Rashford. Go on, then. Uh, what was the tweet? Giving, gi- well, giving giving a couple of people some tickets for Old Trafford. Yeah, I did see that. Again. I did see that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. It? Um, I thought it was a really nice thing to do. It was, yeah. He, he Actually, Ma- Marcus Rashford comes across as a pretty decent bloke, isn't he? That's, he's, that's... he's come out of this world, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. yeah he's, uh, and I'll tell you the other guy that's quite cool like that is Jesse Lingard. He, um, yeah, I seem to remember him costing somebody about 500 quid because he missed the penalty or something and he ended right. up giving that guy 500 quid which is also <laughs> so he's an also a pretty decent bloke um right food question i know you're just on the edge of your seats now lads aren't you the food question of the week I right am. so it's an amazing story that has come out of america over the last week which i just love i think is amazing um so a man from new haven in con okay um on the lockdown um has broken into his favourite restaurant and moved in there for four days, just helping himself to food and drink. Which I just thought was amazing. It's like it's, it's like my his name is uh, Louis Angel Ortez, so um, it's a cool name too. But he's he's moved into this his restaurant, got arrested for burglary, and he's basically been helping himself to food and drink for four nights. So my question, lads, and I, I'll give you a little bit of time on this, Louis. You got about five minutes. Is if you were to break into any restaurant in the world, which one would it be, and what would you have? So, Dan's gonna love this, isn't he? It's intriguing. Yeah. This this has got Dan written right away for it. So, uh, so that's intriguing. So, if you want to get in touch with us, laddie, where do they go if they want to get in touch with us? A about uh, seeing a sportsman out and about, or B the food stuff. Where where do well, where do people go? Well, they can tweet us at a season ticket at DSR. Okay. Season, uh, season ticket DSR. Yeah, which okay. stands for what, Kev? Dougie Stone Radio. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Kev, well done, Kev. <laughs> well done. And also on our Facebook page oh, and the website, which is what Dougie Stone Radio. There you go. There you go. Dougie <laughs> Um You can message the show on that. Uh, get in touch with us if you want to em- embellish on uh, any food, or if you've been out and about and you bumped into a sports person, um, whatever that is, whatever. Whatever the link is, how intricate it could be, or it could be just something completely random. The more I, tenuous, the better, I feel. Yeah, I once saw Matty Taylor walking around uh, Sainsbury's. <laughs> that was in the days we liked him, though, boys. Oh, uh, okay. And now That's he, better than mine. Uh, now we won't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, to be fair, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't speak to him. I thought he was a bit of a dick then, in fairness. So I, I kind of just left <laughs> it in that. But, so. I, I see him all the time. He's a nice guy, mate. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. You, you're going to find yourself off the bench soon, Dan. I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs> right. Thank you, same radio.
Dougie Stone Radio. We're freaking rocking. Alaska Sabian, Dougie Stone Radio. It's the Brimo, Lado, and the bench on the season tickets. Il Ray the King. That's an absolute tune. What do you think, lads? That is a tune and a half, that, isn't it? I love That's Kasabian. Going, That's going. Going. I think yeah, I like that. Oasis better. Sorry? You like Oasis better? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fair enough. They can't. You can't please everybody all the time. <laughs> so you listen to the Matty Taylor fan club on Dougie Stream Radio. This is the season ticket. Um, and so we're going to delve straight in to our very first. And we do this with trepidation every week. Lowy is always up first. Uh, Lowy, are you in bed? Yes. Sound. <laughs> That's nice to see that no, nothing changes. So if you're watching this on Mixcloud, um, because we're simultaneously going out, broadcasting live on Mixcloud so you can be able to see that Lowy is led in bed. Um, Lowy, is the current Mrs. Lowe with you? No, I can't do it with the current Mrs. Lowe around, mate. <laughs> that's a whole, <laughs> new, that's a whole new conversation, that is. <laughs> Kev, I bet you ain't got a background for that, have you? My word, my word. That's an official quote. I can't do it with the current Mrs. Lowe around me. Right, Lowy, let's move on quickly. Um, yeah. Who is the first sports person that you've come up with? Well, not come up with, but you've met. Um, Michael Vaughan. Michael, have you met Michael Vaughan? Yes. Sheffield's finest. I love Vaughan. I know he comes yeah, out with so, some weird stuff from time to time. Yeah, I think he's. Um, I think he sort of touts that sort of um, market, really. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I may have mentioned this before, but I went down to Australia for a couple of tests. 2006 07. Yeah. And um, just happened to be around where the boys were, were staying. Oh, okay. And uh, I met I met Monty Panastar in the lift. Were you staying in the same hotel as the team then? No, and I wasn't staying in the same hotel. No, and I wasn't. I, I just I just happened to um, know a mate who was in the area. So uh, right. we hooked up and I. As I say, I saw Monty in the lift, told him that Luton had beaten Coventry. Right. And then um, my mate said to me, um, we've got to go for a beer to celebrate Christmas. So we, we popped down to this um, this bar and he said, um, goodness me, who's that? And uh, no, no, no other than Michael Vaughan was there having a beer. Wow. So did, so, you, uh, did you actually speak to him? Yes. So what did he have to say? He was... He was um, nice very interest, very interesting. Talked about because he wasn't fit. He was down there, but he wasn't fit to play. I think it was a back injury. Yeah, but he was. Um, yeah, it was very. It was, you know, um, the series, the series had already gone, but um, he was very positive about our chances in <laughs> Melbourne and Sydney. But um, they all came to nothing, and we yeah. lost five 0 Yeah, we so did. Yeah, it was a it was a poor year, wasn't it? As uh, as we covered a few weeks ago, but uh, um, as, a, as a personality, I found him fascinating. Um, we really had presence about him, and um, yeah, just just a really nice guy. Actually, I thought he was an excellent captain. I don't yes, know what the other was. lads think about that, but I think the fact that he was so injury prone was a massive yeah. was a massive problem for England. I mean, yes. Lowe, you you got to agree here, but his captaincy leading up to the Ashes and the Ashes, that aggression that we saw from the England team in 2005 was yeah. a, made a significant difference in it. I mean, the Aussies, the Aussies were, I just watched a documentary on it, the Aussies were really taken back about, by how aggressive and almost unpleasant the team yes. were at times. Yes. 
I think um, I think NASA had started it. Yes. Yeah. I think Va- I think Vaughn carried it on basically. Yeah. No, so, I agree uh, about NASA. Yeah, I think you're right there. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I I do. I think. Um, yeah, I think he's he's great. He's great on the TV as well. I think he's a really good addition to that. But uh, and I, I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter, but he absolutely winds up Indian cricket fans a treat. They <laughs> absolutely just nibble away at him all day, and he's quite happy just to dish it out again. So he, yeah, he's, they, he's well and worth a follow. Bite, they bite, don't they? Yeah, they they, they definitely do with him. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Good stuff, Loey. Good stuff. Who's your second one? My second one. Um... Took the family away for a weekend, uh, staying in the Tewksbury area. Okay. And um, Gloucester, um, Gloucester were playing rugby against the Newcastle Falcons. So um, they they pitched into the hotel on Friday night. Saturday breakfast, we're having a family breakfast, and uh, the Falcons come in. And uh, I was a bit sneaky, really, because I, I waited till. Um, this young gentleman was moving towards the milk and um, <laughs> popped up to the milk for my Weetabix. And um, lo and behold, Mr. Johnny Wilkinson gave way to Mr. Simon Lowe. I knew it was going to be Johnny, but I had no, yeah. no, I didn't really imagine it was going to be over the milk that you were going to, you were going to meet him. But so he, he again, he comes across as a really top guy. He was absolutely lovely, and I didn't, you know, I didn't in, indulge in anything. He just said. Uh, after after you mate and i said thank you john and i said uh, and thank and thanks for everything you've done for us end of was that after they'd won the world cup then yeah it was after after we won the world cup it's amazing he was just down there. he was down there with his mates he was wearing a cap he was he was pretty incognito really but yeah. um, i spotted him yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. Just wa- I just wanted to have a word i bet johnny well. wilkinson when he talks about his career he always remembers the day he, he shared a a jug of milk with Lowy from the season <laughs> ticket. I can guarantee it. That's this one of his, when he does his after dinner talking. That's the one of his favourite stories. How would you forget that? You know, I met that guy from the season ticket, that Lowy fella. I met him exactly. Yeah, you straight can, off the bench. You can listen to him every Wednesday night. Yeah, I can. I can hear it now. I mean, Lado, you know, is your sport really rugby? Um, you know, there's only so many things you can say about Johnny Wilkinson, isn't there? He's 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 just. He's just a legend, an absolute legend. Uh, I, I love the guy. Uh, he's just, he, he, not only was he a brilliant player, he inspired other players. He gave me my, my favourite and probably a lot of rugby fans' favourite ever moment yeah. when he kicked it over. But he's, he's, he's proved it in other teams. He's a, I love listening to him when he comments when he's one of the pundits because he's yeah. really, he's clear, he's analytical, he, he's polite. He just, he's just, you, you, you want to hate him because he's so blimmin' good at everything, but you can't because you love him. Yeah. You know, his beard got a bit dodgy when he let it grow a bit, but apart from that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll forgive him that much, to be honest. Um, interestingly, I actually had a tweet this week from someone, uh, from a Tim who lives in Newcastle. And, and so his brother, when he was very little, they went to a, a Newcastle game. And he was watching Johnny practicing. Bear in mind, this, 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 his brother Nicholas was, was quite young then. And he was watching Johnny practicing his kick. As you know, he stands with his hands together. And he, he calls out, he went, why is he standing like that? It looks like he's holding his... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he yells that out. Johnny Wilkinson turns around and then just sort of like, you know, the parents are obviously pretty embarrassed by this. Anyway, next week, bless him, this, this is class. Next week, they go to another game. He sees this little chap, Nick, and he goes, oh, hello, here's trouble. 
the fact that he remembered yeah, and yeah. you are uh, just yeah, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Uh, just just a, a hilarious story. I love it. Love Good it. stuff. Good stuff. Great stuff. Great too. That is Louis. I enjoyed that. Thank so Johnny Wilkinson and Michael and Vaughan. It's a good start. It's a solid start. It's two, two, two big names. And there, guys, you, you impressed with that? It's tough to follow that one, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. Who's going to follow that then? I reckon it'll be Who's Dan. Next? I reckon it'll be Dan, isn't it? Is it Dan next? It's not me next, is it? It's me, isn't it? Is Ash next? I don't yeah, mind. I, I did, to be honest, I asked, Lo- I asked Lado earlier on. I said, can you just message the guys and let them know what order they've gone in? And I, I, and I, I, I am I actually it. read it. Brilliant. I can't. I can't wait for Louis's food, food restaurant. Yeah. Oh yeah, Louis. Yeah. 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 We, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I've let you down. Where, where, what's your favourite restaurant in the world? So if you were thanks, go- boys. It's it's an Indian restaurant. Okay. Okay. And if I was to go in there and and stay for a little period of time, it'd be a chicken gel frozy, mushroom <laughs> rice, plain naan, <laughs> and then and then as I left the restaurant. I would I would take a sagalo a portion of sagalo and have that for my breakfast the next morning. Blimey. There you go. I wouldn't expect right. I was expecting something different from you. I mean you're a worldly travelled man, aren't you? I was expecting no, he, you to have he, he, look, gone no, to some posh place that you like a curry, right? Okay. He likes a curry, don't you? Hey, hey Mark, Mark, can I chip in here? Yeah, yeah. You should check Le Truffier in Paris. There you go. I was gonna to get to hey. that a bit later on, but you've you you've go. jumped the gun, Kirk. I'd have to scrub that off my list. Sorry, mate. Yeah, lads, if you've all got Le Truffier on your list now, Kirk's ruined it for you, all right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right, well done, Louis. That was brilliant. Great stuff. He's met Michael Vaughan, Johnny Wilkinson over a jug of milk, and he loves a curry. That is our boy. Right, Dougie Stain Radio. Here's a bit of Pixies, and this one's called Here Comes Your Man. You are listening to the greatest sports show on the planet, The Season Ticket, on Dougie Stone Radio, in association with Inspired to Change Bristol, helping to get your life back on track. That was brilliant. That was brilliant from Louis. I loved that. What a great start that is to that. Um, so I thought it would be a really tough subject tonight, and it probably will it will probably be a tough subject, but that's a solid start, Louis. Thank I'd, you. I'd hate to be the man that had to follow that, wouldn't you, wouldn't you Louis? <laughs> Anyway, oh, Ash, no, that's, you, that's a tough one. Ash, you are such a man. So, um, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Enjoyed the radio show this morning. Did you? Yeah, you did great job this morning, picking all Thank those you. tunes, 90s. Um, we're going to do that again Friday. You had a season ticket takeover like we did last week. Definitely, yeah. S- saves me a massive job, that is, messing around, picking a playlist. Kirk will vouch for me. It's a, it's a right pain in it, Kirk, to pick a playlist for a show. Yeah, definitely. But that was a banger today, mate. It, banger. It was. Lado's up next week. And Lado's already asked me if he can play some Guilty Pleasure. So I'm thinking it's going to be <gasps> it's going to be horrific. Yes. Yeah, looking forward to it. Oh, by, the way, the, by the way, the boss wants to do one the week after. Uh, that's, well, I've got somebody in the week after, but we can get that sorted out for the week oh, after we that, probably. That. Yeah, cool. Um, but no Spice Girls, please, all right? Well, Guilty Pleasures. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, all right. All right. It's okay. Nice, Come on. All right. Um... <laughs> Let's talk about the season ticket because we're on that show. Um, and Ash, you're up to follow Lowy, which is a particular nightmare, I reckon. So come on, then. Who's your first? I've got I've got two for me, and then one quick one, which my dad is. is yeah, that's cool. And, uh, by the way, guys, yeah. if if you've got others from other people as well that you want to read out, them, yeah, let's go with it. I'll uh, I'll go with my first one. I go on the rugby theme. Okay. Um, 2015 last day of the Six Nations uh, the, the games were staggered across the day and England played France at Twickenham in the in the very last game 
Um, the results had gone through the day. I think Ireland had played one earlier in the day and England had to beat France by about 30-odd points to win. Right. And I went to, went to the game with, with my, two of my best friends and we had a cracking day and we ended up going to uh, about sort of nine o'clock at night, absolutely starving like you are on a, after a day at, uh, at Twickenham. Yeah. Um, and we ended up in a all-you-can-eat Chinese restaurant, um, which was run by um, a, a family of Polish people. Um, and uh, we sat down, uh, get a free can of Carlsberg as you're in there. And uh, lo and behold, the, the person who comes in and sits on the next table on his own was uh, Josh Lucy. Um, wow. Who, who'd, who'd been at the game doing um, hospitality. And uh, you could say he'd had a few drinks. I was going to say, did uh, he look like he'd done hospitality <laughs> as well? Yeah. So he'd been there and he still had his RFU badge on in his suit. And um, he just sat down on the table next to us. And uh, just started chatting to us. How was um, he? Was he, he just, all right? He was absolutely first class. Um, we must have been in there for, we were about halfway through our meal, so we were about 45 minutes. Yeah. But um, he was just chatting. He was on his own. He just, it was just, I, it's just basically, you know, I've had a drink. I'm hungry before I, before I go home. <laughs> and it, it was, I think it was nine pound all you can eat um, buff, Chinese buffet with a free can of Colesburg. So he, he just sat he, in there. He got 20 quid worth out of it, did he? He did, yeah. Brilliant. He, he was, <laughs> to be fair, he was absolutely spot on with us as well. Just, yeah, you know, he just sat and chatted with us. How cool is it when just, you do meet these people? You know, they all say don't meet your heroes, don't they? But when you actually meet somebody who is a diamond geezer and who's played sport to a level like that, yeah. is uh, and the only person I've got that I can recollect that to is Ricky Lambert. Well, he's in my second story. So okay, I've got that's, that's cool. But, okay, well, I'll let you do that first. But when I was working at Screen Soccer, I met him for an interview briefly, and he was the nicest guy on the planet. Yeah, that's good. So he's my, a quality my, act. My, my, my second story, I, I don't know, Kev might have heard this one, but my second story is um, I, I went to Swindon, Rovers, Rovers played Swindon away, yeah. um, December 2006, and I... I Ricky Lambert had a bit of a slow start for us, didn't he? When he when he first signed, it took yeah. him a while to get going. And um, I'd been away at uh, at Swindon that afternoon. We'd lost two one up there. Um, he was out of shape. He, he'd come on as a sub. I think we were about a quarter of an hour to go. And we lost at Swindon. Um, I'd somehow managed to drag Mrs P up there and drive me up so I could drink. She went Christmas shopping and then drove me home. Fantastic. And, uh, we went straight. We went straight to a charity function. My um, my my best friend is a is an eighty two er. My kid, my kid's godfather, and his dad is best friends with Nick Higgs. And um, right. we were we were at a charity function in Glastonbury at the football club. And lo and behold, I'm stood at the bar and I'm introduced to Mr. Higgs. Um, about three hours after the the final whistle, um, obviously I'd had a drink was quite angry at that point because we were quite low down in the table. Yeah. And I uh, had a nice conversation with Higgs and he was lovely, Nick Higgs. But uh, I'm reminded quite regularly that I did ask him and, and say to him, you know, why the hell did you spend £250,000 on that big fat? You could probably guess the rest of it. <laughs> really? And it, I did. Man. I did. And um, he, he politely told me that he forked out half of it out of his own pocket and said, uh, don't worry, it, it'll be a good one. And... Um, I dismissed him and said, "No, no, you're joking. You, you ain't got a clue what you're doing." Um, how old were you at this point? Hush. How old was I? Yeah, was 2000, I would have been 23 at okay. that point. Old enough to know yeah. know enough then. Uh, old, yeah, old enough to know enough. And uh, of course, he's gone on and uh, played and scored in the Premier League and played and scored for England and went to a World Cup. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think so, yeah, um, the minute I saw Lambert play, he was unfit. He, but you could tell he was a player. Could you not well, see? Could... You obviously could. <laughs> could Kev, Kev, can you help me out here? Uh, he couldn't. I mean, I thought anyone that was watching football like that, watching any of those games, could see there was a player in there. He did look slow, though, didn't he? Yeah, he, he was watched... slow. He was off the pace. He was unfit, and he looked like he spent more time in eating double cheeseburgers than anything. But yeah, he just looked like he had something to me. But he did. He did. He could play, but he just couldn't move. Oh. So once he got fitter and fitter, oh, he was fantastic. When he signed him, said, you know, yeah, the first thing he had to do was sort his fitness out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was miles off. He was. He was miles off. But so, um, so Higgs just said, "Well, I spent half of it out of my own money." And how did you respond to that? I, I called him a joke, I think. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but he ended up, he ended, it was, it was, it was really nice. He shook my hand, um, thanked me for my support, um, and kind of, yeah. And I'm reminded by that on a, on a pretty much yearly basis by um, by, by my mate Dan and, and his dad Tim, who yeah. went to school with school in the Kings. So yeah, yeah so, uh, so, sort of that one. It was that one, or when I met Sammy Igo and TK Max in Fairham, but that was a, a bit boring. But, I um, don't know. They're, they're the kind of stories we need to know about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I got one from a dad though as yep, well. Yeah, I, I have. I have tried today to use a prop. I don't know if you can see it in the background at all. Um, Nineteen eighty-five. It's uh, the, the county ground. Can you see the background? Yeah, yeah. Got, yeah. You can spot uh, the county ground. It looks like they just build a stand at any anywhere, don't they? They got about yeah, eight or nine st- different ra- random stands, just dumped places. Yeah, proper cricket ground. Yeah. All right. <laughs> And yeah. uh, Australia were over that that summer, and they played a touring match down at down at Somerset. And um, my dad decided to. You can see him find me back the way. He's the guy just in the bottom corner down here, yeah, with his trousers on. Uh, in Glastonbury, they used to make the the pullover, <laughs> the pullover sweaters for the um, for the uh, the Somerset team. They used to make the the players issue sweaters, and Dad got one. Yeah, he decided to to dress up and uh, jump over on the pitch and do the warm up. And uh, I think you've got Kepler Vessels in there. You've got uh, Tomo in there. That's incredible, David isn't it? Boone in there. And, uh, there's, yeah, there's my old man just stuck on the corner there. And uh, Brilliant. Yeah, he, so he, he had his little moment of fame meeting the 1985 uh, Australian cricket team. Yeah. Uh, and doing a little bit of a warm-up, have his photos taken with them. So yeah. that was uh, that was one that Dad wanted to, incredible. to chuck in there. Yeah, no, it's a really, that's, that's a great story, that is. It's great like the story. guy used to jump on the Man United uh, pictures and getting the team photos. Yeah, yeah. That was brilliant, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah that, that, he did that in some amazing places. Imagine having him on here. We'd be here all night, wouldn't we? Just chatting about he'd be, that. He'd be popping up in everyone's feed, wouldn't he? I, <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think so. Going back to Josh Lucy, uh, lad, how good a player is he? Oh, Josh Lucy, there's the autobiography there. Absolutely hell of a player. I've got a couple of stories about him. When um, in 1998, England went down to Australia, and they had a painful, painful series. We got, I think the Aussies beat a 60, no, 76 nil. And it was an embarrassment for English rugby. And it's really early in Woodward's uh, career. And a lot of players went on that tour who really probably didn't have an international career after that. But Josh Lucy was there. And then there's one point where one of the trainers told him to take his top off and he was absolutely ripped. And he, he turned to the other players and then that's what you should look like. Because Josh Lucy was an absolute pro. Um, and he still has executed the most vicious, the, my favourite tackle on another player. In, we played Australia just before the World Cup, and uh, him and Matt Rogers had a bit of a bit of a fight off the ball. Um, and Josh Lucy, old school, did exactly the right thing. Got back into position. A minute later, 
Rogers receives the ball and Josh Lucy absolutely snaps him in half. And to, to this day, Matt Rogers says he still cannot lie on his surfboard correctly because of where his rib is damaged from that tackle. Um, uh, absolutely brilliant tackle. Yeah, he was a hell of a player. He was uh, a thing in that World Cup winning team. Gone a wing, good fullback. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Superb, superb addition to that team. And an unsung hero, I would say, within that team. Yes. Good stuff. Chill by suit. Yeah, of course I do, yeah. Go, go for it. All right, I, yeah. right, this is a hard one because I've eaten in a couple of decent places with Kev and I was oh, going to check in a, Burger King, a, a, a fine, chicken place, a fine chicken place in Coventry or a place we had curry, curry goat in, in Bristol but uh, and that's another story for another time. But um, I'm, I'd, I'd go the same as Lowy. Glastonbury High Street has got, I won't, I, I won't name it, it's got the best Indian restaurant around. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, so if I was in there, I'd be in there with a, a lamb madras, um, some nice uh, kima naan, um, yeah, some uh, brinji bhaji, um, and I'd, I'd be in there. That'd be the best place for me to be. Mate, give, give them a shout out. Go on, you can do uh, it. Elachi, they're Elachi, Elachi Tandoori in Glastonbury High Street. Okay. Absolutely phenomenal. So if you're in and around Glastonbury and you fancy a curry, although it's probably closed right now then when it all reopens again <laughs> tell you what we'll have a season ticket night out in Glastonbury and we'll go there is there anything else to do in yeah. Glastonbury Ash or is that it that's, a, uh, uh, that's about it really now <laughs> yeah we'll have to go and have a cricket match in your garden or something you come to my house yeah, yeah let's yeah, do that let's do that let's do that sounds good. good sounds good good stuff love that sounds so good. two curries so far L- m- mind you we better make it an overnighter because Lowy's not going to give up his wicket is he no, no, well, no, no can... Lowy be digging in there for three weeks. <laughs> He'd be bringing his own <laughs> breakfast anyway. <laughs> yeah, Lowy, Lowy loves this little chat about breakfast, particularly. Just... I, lo- I love the fact Lowy checks in with Dan virtually every morning now to find out what he's had for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. Just... Mates on the bench. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Right, good stuff. That's really good. Again, we're really mixing that up. I never thought I'd have a when we said about sports. I never would have a story about Nick Higgs. That's, that's 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 taking it to the extreme, I reckon. But uh, I told you this would be a good one, mate. I told yeah, you this would be a good one. You did. You did. I did say to Ladder earlier on. I said, "Well, if uh, if we're struggling for time, I'll have to embellish about how good they were at certain things." But I'm really struggling with Nick Higgs to find too much that he was good at. But <laughs> but there you go. The Stuggy Stone Radio. <laughs> Bit of OPP and naughty by nature. You are listening to Brimo on Dougie Stone Radio. We're freaking global. Season ticket, Brimo, Lado and the bench. Yes, we are talking about our encounters, however tenuous they may be, with sports stars. And up next is our main man. Is our main man. What's that noise? That's Kirk, Kev isn't it? got his own intro now. That, yeah. I, I thought just for a minute, Kev had walk on music then. <laughs> I just looked at that, then I, then I realised that was the next song on the playlist, and I'm thinking, no, it's not, it's not me. I quite anyway. liked it. Yeah, so, uh, you'll like the next song in that case. So, so how are you doing, Kev? You all right? I'm all right, mate, thanks. Uh, sing, so, sing. Sorry I missed out. No, no, that's fine, that's okay, mate. I mean, Kev is our resident sort of NHS hero, so how, how are we doing? Everything... How's work? All good? It's, it's okay. It's okay. Keeping safe. Trying to keep everybody else safe. Good. That's the main thing. That's, nice. That's the main thing. Right, Kev. Um, you're kind of governed by a bit of... Uh, yeah. It's yeah, not... there's, uh, there's only so much I can I can say about... Yeah, but before we get to that, you've got a new hobby, haven't you? Uh, 
What is that about? <laughs> <laughs> so Kev announced that Kev on the, the WhatsApp group today announced that he had, he's got into making Dungeons and Dragons models. So. <laughs> I, I don't know about you. I found it really hard to concentrate on. So I used to. I read a lot, but I found this climate and stuff. I found it really hard to concentrate on things. So I, I wanted something when I wasn't in work that I can focus on. Everybody yeah. else is learning to play the guitar and stuff. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I no, I, I hear you. I've got to say, it. what's happened with the orange paint in that tray there? You've made a bit of a mess of that, haven't you? <laughs> well, Everything else is just a nice little dab. Little, start, dab little dab of yellow, little dab of red, a bit of green. Orange yeah. is a complete mess. Yeah, well, I can see why you're taking a minute, because clearly it's not for you, because that's flesh tone, mate, for a start. <laughs> <laughs> that's orange, lads, isn't it? He's going to back me up on so that. I'm, so it's... I'm no longer the nerd of the group, is that right? Uh, you're, you're no. round a, Dan, you're around a week off, mate. Although oh, it's, no. it's your turn soon, so I wouldn't get too excited. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure we'll find something, the bullying in the workplace <laughs> scenario. <laughs> so um, anyway, there you go. There you go. So Kev is uh, into Dungeons and Dragons, people. I am not into Dungeons and You brought it to the table. Nobody else brought that up. I, I thought it was a safe space. Yeah, Mark. you did. You did. If <laughs> you not learnt from Dan, when Dan yeah, sends us Dan sends us secret messages about things, and we just broadcast oh. it. Have you not learned anything? No, well, I, I overestimated you. Obviously, yes, <laughs> yes. That that, that 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 may be fair. That may be fair. Okay, so um, meeting sports people, you've got to be a little bit careful because you can't really name them. Yeah, I, I meet quite a lot through my work and stuff because they, they've all got families as well. I, I work with children, so I do meet quite a few. So yeah. I've got a couple of little encounters of my own. Okay. Uh, one is not work-related. The other one is, but I won't mention any names, and you'll have to try and guess. Yeah. And then a, a few people were kind enough to send me some messages. So yeah. I, I'll read them out as well. Okay, let's go with it then. First one is, I would have been about 18, so we're going back, mind, about twenty, about nearly 30 years ago. Wow. Uh, it's got a Luton link as well for Lowy. Okay. Lovely. Uh, it wasn't a happy link because it wasn't great there. Super Johnny Taylor. Oh. I was uh, in Canesham, not far from my mum's house, and I went in to go to the news agents to get something. He was in there buying cigarettes. <laughs> our, that was our star striker at the time, <laughs> Super Johnny. Who had Johnny Taylor? Buying himself some tabs in the news agent. That's amazing. Uh, I held the door open for him. Didn't exchange words. Nice. Uh, the money. other one is a work one. This is about five or six years ago. So... Uh, uh, I came into work, I was working a day shift, so the girls on nights had said to me, we're sure this fella's a footballer, we're sure he's a footballer, we don't know who he is, but he's definitely a footballer, but go and look what he's done. So I went into the room, and obviously our kids, some of them are of a certain age, they're wearing cots, so yeah. the cots have got sides that pull up and you can't get out and stuff like that. I went around the corner and I saw a man who played at least 250 Premier League games, was a Premier League, game, Premier League footballer at the time, fast asleep inside a cot with the sides up. Oh. <laughs> See, now I want to know who that is now. That's all I'm giving you. You know, oh, where, I live, you know where I work, you can start thinking now. Oh. But uh, <laughs> That's amazing. I've, got, I've, I reckon, I, I've, I've not heard that. I think I know who it is. I think I know who it is. They've got to be quite small, haven't they? Yeah. Not, okay. not as small as you think. And oh, okay. are they based, and they've got to be based in Wells, presumably, to have been in a, yeah. a cot in your and hospital. It, and, and injury prone, Kev, I guess. Um, yeah, well, a little bit, a little bit. Um, still, in, still in oh, the squad now. So, anyway, moving on. 
<laughs> drop me right in there. 250. <laughs> who, who do we reckon it is, boys? I'm going to stick it on the group chat. I'm going to keep yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah, stick it on there. I'll read it out. So it's not. <laughs> uh, on Twitter to ask for some help for people to get back to yes, me. Yes, yes, you did. At, at Rob was kind enough to get back to me. Yeah, and he said, great story uh, that was, wasn't it? When going to Florida a few years back, myself and a mate started playing the lookalike game. Pick someone at Gatwick. Another one had to guess who we thought they looked like. Anyway, got to Florida, carried on playing whilst waiting in the queue for immigration. Due to the nature of the queues in airports, you end up passing the same people numerous times. Anyway, mate says he's got one and points out the bloke. After a few seconds, I say, that looks like Podrig Harrington. And that was a good one, as it does really look like him. Pass again in the queue, and we're both thinking, you know what, I think it really is him. <laughs> pass again, stop right by him, so my mate starts talking to him. Hello, mate. We're playing the lookalike game, and he... <laughs> Podrick Harrington. We now think it really is you. Then he goes, do I do an accent here? Yeah, yeah, go for it, yeah. Oh. Okay. Podcast, <laughs> it is me. <laughs> I don't know why he sounds like the bloke off the Lucky Charm. So we had a good old chat with him about golf. We're laughing about the skit on Soccer AM they used to do about him saving for a private jet. Joking that if he's in a queue with us, guess he never got his jet. Turns out he did get his jet. And as it was just him, he decided to get a regular flight and not use his jet. Top local around for the short flight. Thank you, Rob. That is brilliant. Uh, I'm really sorry, Rob. That was a great story that got completely overshadowed by a Lucky Charms accent. Oh, that was amazing. That accent was just brilliant. Was it, was it like you were there? It was yes. yeah. incredible. I could just imagine <laughs> him saying it just like that. As a contrast to that, Ash Belston sent me a sent me a tweet that simply says, "I met Anthony Joshua in Kingswood." Yeah, well, Ash, in fairness to Ash Belston, <laughs> he is the friend of the stars, isn't he? He's got everybody, any any single Rovers player, I think, is in his. He knows them all, doesn't he? Knows he? a lot of them. Gary Marks told me he met Stuart Pearce at a Stereophonics gig. Yeah, they can well believe that. Well, Pearce was a big rocker, wasn't he? Yeah, like music, didn't yeah, he? he was. And my mate Ben, the postman, as you know him, yep. he's, a, he's a brilliant guy, Ben. He's a, I went to school with him. Ben Thurston, he's a stand-up comedian as well around Bristol. When you when things get back together, you should go and check him uh, out. Okay, yeah. He, uh, he said, uh, Ray Illingworth told me he'd signed my programme when he came back to the pavilion. Never came back. <laughs> at the same game, Jeff Boycott wouldn't come off the veranda to sign any autographs at all because he was sulking and been caught behind off Vic Marks. Amazing. Yeah. David Bairstow was friendly. And at another game, another cricket match in Sparkford, he was listening to Viv Richards chatting to an old couple and he was really generous with his time. Then my brother found a baby shrew and showed him and he seemed genuinely interested. <laughs> my brother would have been about eight, I was 11. Summers had proper stars at that time. So he was. He took the time to talk to a boy about a shrew. That's proper star. Yeah, that is, yeah, isn't it? Love that. That is. Nowadays, you get the likes of Ben Stokes that tells people to meet him outside for a scrap <laughs> when they're on tour. So, uh, yeah, that's not as quite as cool. That's amazing, Kev. That's some really good ones in there. Even though, uh, but yeah, and, and it replies to Ash. I reckon you're right. I just read who you think it might be, and I think Ash is right. But you, you've spent, you've not listened to what I said. Ash is right, but we're not allowed to read it out. Fair no. enough. I, I'll, I'll never be able to look at that guy again now without thinking about him in a baby cot. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's you want my food? Eh? Hey? You want my food? I do, uh, yeah. I, I do. Right. You know, I'm really breaking the chain here. Eh? Correct. My, my local village has got a really nice Indian restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I won't go there because they got my order wrong three times in a row when I was ordering takeaway. I'd made a mistake. I won't go there. So this is the perfect opportunity for me to actually get the food I want. Uh, brilliant. Brilliant. So if you like a curry, <laughs> we've got some am- got some amazing recommendations. Pickles. Right. Okay. It's all about the pickles in fairness, isn't it? I love the lime pickles. Yes, yeah, lime it, pickle. It is all about the uh, the pickles. Great stuff. Love that. That's brilliant. The best in- best uh, impersonation you will ever hear in your life. <laughs> You're right, it's me. Here you go. What more can I say? What more can I say? It's Dougie Stone Radio. Dougie Stone Radio. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Just say, Alexa, open internet radio. The Black Keys, Dougie Stone Radio. It's Primo. And it's the boys on the bench. It look like, frankly, they're having far too much fun. <laughs> For what they should be. They shouldn't be enjoying themselves anywhere near as much as they look like they are. So, um, there you go. There you go. All right. Um, Lance, you're up next. Yes. Good, mate. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm doing well, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Have you got any impressions that you can do like Kev, or are you just going to leave that to Kev to... to oh, rock? no. We've got to save that to the experts, haven't we? Yeah. Like, no, I agree. I, I, right. I, I reckon when, when football restarts, Lance, you should be on that middle of that pitch doing Kev Chup impressions. <laughs> All right, that could, oh, well, that, that could be your new section on the show. Don't I just get down at half time to do him? Like, well, you know, yeah, like, yeah, that'd be all right, wouldn't it? I'm, that'd be all right. Perhaps doing, like yeah. doing the 50 yeah. 50, Kev. Yeah, that's the famous person. Up with me winning the 50 50. I reckon, you know, I, just, I reckon you'd make more yeah, sense. No one wins it. No you one never, never won it. I've been close loads of times. You'd make more yeah. sense than Jim Chapel would, I reckon, at that job, in fairness. So, uh, Lance is going to stay very quiet now because we're putting him massively. We're putting him massively on the spot, but uh, yeah, all good. Right, Lance, I mean, you must have loads of famous sports and celebrities that have you've bumped into. You're a cool guy, quite, you're yeah, a man about town, you're what? also a PA announcer at a professional football club, so you you know, yeah. your name dropped Joey Barton a little while ago, you've got a few oh, yeah. in, in your back pocket, haven't you? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so like, there's a couple... Um, Go on then. I've sort of trawled through in amongst the last sort of year and a half. Okay. Uh, first one uh, comes around this time last year, the Monday, Bristol Rovers versus Rochdale. Um, this is probably one of the, well, the bittersweetest day I've had on the job so far. So I don't know if you remember, but uh, Lindsay Parsons passed away yeah. uh, uh, in the run-up to this match. Uh, and as the PA announcer, you after your speech, uh, your tribute, to whoever's passed on and yeah. arguably there was no bigger than than Lindsay Parsons absolute rovers legend speech and halfway through the speech the PA system oh, uh, PA it's a bit system, like to be fair it's a bit like your Wi-Fi <laughs> yeah <laughs> your Wi-Fi is having a shocker as well oh, but yeah is it? yeah no, like, keep going but keep going uh, hang on is it really yeah no like, you're right you're, you're, you're good yeah. now you're good now uh, sound so yeah just like we're tonight this uh the pa system absolutely done me um friends family of Lindsay parsons in attendance about seven eight thousand people enjoying a glorious easter monday afternoon um the pa packs up on me probably the lowest time at the rovers ian holloway's there several old players are there yeah halfway through the first half i get told i'm gonna have to interview ian holloway at half time Right. Ian Holloway's going to do the 50-50 draw. 
And there I am thinking, bloody hell, like arguably no one more bigger like to interview at halftime than Ian Holloway. Like, can you name any others? I, I can't. So I've got this paranoia in my head about what happened with the PA system going on. I was so upset about it. And now I've got to try and focus on interviewing Ian Holloway. And it was probably the first time I'd met him since about since I was about 15, yeah. 14, when, when he was managing us. Um, he came over to do the 50-50 draw, had a great reception, um, and he was a class interview. Like, arguably, like, the best interview that I've done in my time at the club so far because, you know, he's worked in the media and he talks a good game. Yeah. He's a great interviewer. And yeah. the best thing about it was, like, after that interview, like, um, he told me, like, you know, not to worry about what happened, like, beforehand with mm. Lindsay Parsons' uh, tribute. And, like, that was class. And that'll always, you know, live with me. Um, yeah. Absolute legend. And um, it, was a, it was an honour to meet him, like, so soon into, uh, into my time over there. So, yeah. Excellent. Ian Holloway yeah, is the he's, first one. Yeah, cool. Yeah, proper, proper Rovers legend. I'm just glad he's don't manage us. Um, but that's that's for another that's for another day. That's that's for another show, isn't it? Yeah, that's like, for another uh, day. Yeah, don't get him started on this one. <laughs> Who's your next one, Lance? Um, so we go about a decade behind. It's 2008, and me and my old man are at Download Festival uh, at Donington, the the heavy metal heaven that is a Download uh, Festival. We're there to see Kiss, uh, who are headlining on the Friday night. Uh, Judas Priest are there, in amongst a few others. Um, we're waiting for Judas Priest uh, to, to play and walking past us is none other than Bristol Rovers defender Steve Elliott yeah Stevie Elliott loves Downlet he loves your show actually Big Stevie on a Friday oh, really? yeah, oh, yeah, fantastic he's checked yeah. out yeah I know that for a fact oh, wicked um, so you know what it's like with footballers not a lot of them are into what I like um, they're not really into <laughs> good music it's all R&B like it's all yeah. urban, yeah. Like that sort of thing. Crap. So to see Steve to Elliott there, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> like you know, but one man's R and B is another yeah. rock and roll, isn't it? Yeah, so, I suppose. I suppose. Um, we we um, he walks past him. Me and my dad are like, that's that's Elliott, isn't it? Big Stevie. Like, yeah, pretty sure. So we fast forward to a few months later um, at the start of the following season. And I thought I'd take it upon myself to catch up with him and to, to ask him, like, oh, I'm pretty sure I saw you at Download this summer. Like, you know, I didn't realize you were into rock music. And he was like, yeah. Like, obviously, he's from, like, nearby in Donington, like yeah, Derbyshire. It's Derby, it's, isn't it? Yeah. It's home, isn't it, for him? Derby. Yeah. Like, and that he's, like, massively into to metal, big Limp Biscuit fan, massive Slipknot fan. And I was like, whoa, like, this is awesome. So we're... um. We're exchanging a few bands and then we exchanged numbers and it turns out that um, what we did the following season was that I'd let him choose a song for the lads to come out for their warm-up. Okay. Um, and every week he was giving me absolute classics. Like one week it'd be Limp Biscuit, the next Def Leppard, um, like a bit of ZZ Top the next. Um, and he is like, he's well into it. Do you know and, what we need to do, Lance? Um, we, need to get, out- we need to get him on your show on a Friday. We need to get. Oh, be we need to do the Stevie Elliott section. I've, I think yeah. Steve. I got a great, great story about Stevie Elliott. He, he just he just announced he he was retiring from football at Cheltenham. I think he was, and he lives not far from me. 
and he lives on the road, so I used to see him a little bit out and about. And uh, he, he was sort of talking to me about retiring and all this kind of stuff. And I said, mate, yeah. I said, you do not want to be retiring because next thing I'll see is you in Sainsbury's walking around on a Saturday afternoon looking like your, your life's over. And two weeks later, I was in Sainsbury's and sure. Steve Elliott was walking towards me. He went, Brim, don't, just don't. <laughs> and the following week, the following week, it had been announced that he was a new assistant manager to David Mayhew at Mangotsfield. And he was back uh, in back in yeah, football, yeah. but he's he has retired yeah. now. So uh, he's a great bloke. He's yeah, a, he's a really good guy. Uh, he, he is. He, he's one of my favorite players. Cracking music, tasting. Yeah, sort of following that uh, sort of exchange. I'd bump into him in the next few years at downloading, sort of like share the odd beer and just yeah. Like, and a great um, crowd um, chant as well, which isn't airworthy. Yeah, the best yeah, crowd chant yeah, ever, which which we can't repeat, obviously, because. <laughs> Yeah, even I can't that repeat was, that. That was my favourite chant of any player at Rovers. It was amazing. <laughs> the, the great thing about that chant is yeah. he still got that chant when he came back with other teams. He was just... Yeah. Yeah. Lovely fellow. He it? was one of the... Really I, nice. It's really unusual yeah. to see a, uh, a a player get that kind of welcome back. You don't get that now in modern football, do you? Yeah, true. I shared a train journey uh, with his mum and dad after the Fulham Cup game. Okay. Um, just chatting to them and it... And, two people and I said well your, your accent doesn't sound like it's from Bristol and they explained who they were Yeah, and you can see, you can see how he is what he was they were they were lovely lovely absolutely cracking um, really nice couple <laughs> I'm laughing because Kev's just sent me a, a, an image or he sent all of us an image on the WhatsApp group of Stevie Elliott holding a baby Kev so uh... <laughs> it's actually my baby with my head on it but you know okay <laughs> that's weird that's even weirder <laughs> That's not really. That's not helping the scenario. Listen, lads, we need to give we need to give a shout out tonight to our sponsors. We got got some sponsors that have uh, we got inspired to change who are a regular sponsor of the show. Uh, we got a few sponsors who were sponsoring the TV side of it tonight. So big shout out to Nicola Crean. Um, who else we got? Kirk. We got uh, Forging People. We've got. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to act like I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> yeah, I've just got my microphone on. We've got unmanned um, air veterans. Clean well. my ride. Clean, Clean my, my ride. ride. Is that everybody? No, we got more than that. We got more than that. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think myself now. I'm trying to think myself. Fortune people, it's part of change. Kuro Power Planning Limited. Uh, Clean my ride. Uh, the veterans. Um, a lot of people have put some serious money into to this tonight, so I want to give them a massive shout out. So, thank, thank you to everybody uh, thank you, everyone. that has thank contributed you. to that, and uh, give our mate Nick Elston a shout out. Who is forging people? So we all know Nick, don't we? So, uh, well, most of us do. Uh, top man. He's a, he's an all right bloke, I suppose. Yeah. He has his moments, but he's, yeah. uh, he's you know. <laughs> Thanks. Well you too. Thanks for your money, mate. Yeah, he speaks very highly of me. Right, so we um have a lot of listen to a bit of music from the Avalanches. I reckon yeah. I reckon you lads. Yeah. Loey, I can see you now dancing around that bed to this tune. This is called Frankie Sinatra. It's Dougie Stone Radio. Ah, Frankie Sinatra. It's a season to get. Dougie Stone Radio. Please, please tell me Eighties at eight and nineties at nine. Wake up with Kirk and take Brimo to the shower. Dougie Stone Radio. We're freaking retro. That's the Avalanches on Dougie Stone Radio and Frankie Sinatra. Yeah, that ending did catch me out a little bit. Um, big word of advice for me: if you're going to get sponsors to come on and do some stuff for you on the station, remember who they are. So big thanks to Nicola Crean, Aspire to Change, Forging People, Metal Man Fabs. Uh, Got forging people twice, so yeah, there you go. You got another one. Air unmanned air vets. Kirk, um, you interviewed the unmanned air vets, didn't you? 
Yeah, Can you just mate. quickly explain um, what they're about? They're on Mandare vets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically. So good to, good to know you were listening to them then. That's right. <laughs> I'm listening to you. I had the, sp- I had the speakers on in studio. Enjoy now. Um, yeah, they, um, the both X-Forces, and they used to fly drones in the um, in the forces, obviously. Yeah. Come out, had a bit of a, bit of a chat, in a coffee, and his mate come around and went, let's sell up a drone business. So they actually fly drones and film events, and they had a a couple of major things coming off, filming the Eagles in Scotland, which obviously you can only do at a certain time of the year. Yeah. And, uh, for obvious reasons, they can't do that, so they're actually gutted. But, yeah. um, They've given us a bit of a shout-out online tonight, saying we may not be up in the air anymore, but we're on internet radio. So uh, they are. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for that, guys. Appreciate it. And that. we're going drone flying when when they're um, back up and running. And my my intent is to, to set up in a field somewhere and get them to film us doing a show. Ah, cool. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Anyway. And the other ones we need to thank also are Clean My Rice. So everybody has contributed in some way tonight. So thank you very much for uh, getting behind the Dougie Stone radio train. Lado, we got some um, shout-outs from listeners, I understand. Yeah, I've, we've got a few crackers here. Um, Steve from My Neck of Woods in Somerset. He says in 1982, he's playing for Barnstable Football Club, and they had a, a charity match, and they had George Best there. Wow. George Best was organising a sort of a, uh, a, a sort of a invitation team um, they were paying him about £3,000 to play which is obviously a lot of money in 1982 a lot of money no but a lot of money yeah. in 1982 um, they played on the Saturday before so on the Sunday this was when the game was so the pitch was already a bit chewed up um, players are all assembled a few guest players from local teams George turns up he's about 36 at the time looking tanned fit just come back from America uh, possibly having had some treatment um, on one of the issues with his um, obviously with his drinking uh, but he turns up with the. He was currently going out at the time. He was going out with Miss Mary Stavin, who was the who was the Miss World at the time. So he was going out with her. He brings her down to Barnstable Football Club. So they walk. He walks in with this stunner. Walks in. And you can imagine the the, the the committee men. Their glasses steaming up as she walks in, not able to, not able to cope what's going on. Um, so they're in the changing rooms. Um, the man, George's management come in. They say to the the opposing team, "Look, lads, George is here to entertain." Okay, so let him entertain. Basically, lay off him. Don't go coming in with any daft tackles. Um, yeah. Steve, at the time, he's 17. He's only just got in the first team. You go. This is this is a dream moment for him to play against just an absolute legend. We use the word legend a lot, but George Best is a legend of the game, isn't he? Um, and he's looking around. He's looking around a few guys in his team um, who are pretty well known for um, kicking him up in the air. And there's one <laughs> lad, uh, I think a ch- Chavel Burrell, and another lad, a George. Um, I think his name, the Creeks. Known for getting a card, most games sent off every third game, um, and he, <laughs> you can see this, the smile. On the, what's he going to do? What are they going to do? Anyway, best gets the ball, beats a couple of players. In comes Creek, Mr. Creek from from the side, takes man and ball right under the railings with best line on Creek's stomach because he slides into the crowd. Ref says play on. Two and a half thousand people cheer. Didn't see a thing. Carry on. I just it was just the moment of the game. Absolutely loved it. It went back to Saunton Sands Hotel for a meal, and it's the best told a great story. It was in the, about when he was in a hotel in Manchester with Mary Stavon, led in bed with a load of cash. He just ordered champagne room service, and a knock at the door, and a little, a little Irish porter greeted George. Where did, with the, he, he greets him with the words, "Where did it all go wrong?" As he mm. looks over his shoulder, and he's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's got like, everything you need. That just there. sounds like Sunday to you, Louis, doesn't it? 
Oh, yeah. It's a regular, regular Sunday for you, that is. <laughs> Cash on the bed, champagne overflowing. And the caramel is low. I'm very Irish. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. No, 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 if no, Kev had done that story, he would have done He would have done the accent as, for the... Go on, Kev, do the Porter accent. Oh, Mr. Best, where did it all go wrong? Yeah, there you go, there you go. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Right. I've got I've got a few more. Come on, I've got a few more. I've got another one with a, a, a old friend of ours, Bernie, playing tennis. He said he played in the Torquay under 12 semi-finals, 1986, and he got absolute lesson from Tim Henman. Yeah. An absolute lesson. Never ceases um, to amaze me who, uh, who, who he's played tennis against. Yeah, he's played against a few actually, um, but Hemman Hemman was certainly uh, someone. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, that, that was that was his big one. So uh, cool. Uh, I got some more. I'll come back to me if you want. Yeah, I'll come back to you because let's let's get Dan in. We need to Absolutely. have a catch up with Dan. Yeah, Lois getting excited. This is Lois. This is Lois' favourite moment of the week. This is when Lois, we get mate, Dan. Get in, <laughs> come on, Dan, in go you on, come. Lois, go on, Lois. How are we doing, Dan? You okay? Yeah, very well indeed. Right before we get into the sport, let's crack on with the food where you're concerned. Yeah. And uh, okay. so you have got the opportunity to burgle a restaurant, any restaurant anywhere, and you're going to spend a few days there. What are you going to be eating and where are you going to be stealing the food from? Right. Well, see, it's a bit difficult because it depends on the on the cooking skills, you see. What are your cooking? So, it? Well, the idea that. of you burgling it is that you're on your own, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, that is a shame. That is, that, that is a shame. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a burglary and a kidnapping. Right, right, right. Okay. So Sinister, it's going to be a sinister. restaurant. It's going to be a restaurant in in a Cartmel in the Lake District. It's a Michelin-starred restaurant. It's called Long Clume. Um, that doesn't sound very chef, Indian, Dan. It's not very Indian at all. Right. The uh, the uh, chef is a uh, Michelin-starred Simon Rogan. Okay. Um, I went there a few years ago. It is unbelievable. And what are you and eating? I would kidnap him, and I'd get him to do the uh, twelve course taster menu that he, 12 uh, course 12 taster course. kev taster beautiful kev i reckon we need yeah. a weekend in the lake district don't you <laughs> that sounds lovely that oh, sounds cracking uh, that it, does. it was amazing there, there was like edible flowers and all right yeah. oh, just all sorts. <laughs> i've got i was thinking of little sort of volivants or something like that <laughs> edible flowers what a, what world are we in now they're not in ramekins. No, are they? no. Beans in a ramekin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, can't go there. We can't go there. Right. So, um, okay. Cool. Twelve course taster. Right, Dan. Take it away. Your your interaction with famous sports people. Okay, and none of them are uh, F one based either. Go for You're it. Joking. No, I know. Lois, clocking off now. Dan, you let me down. I steer away from those just for it, you. Yeah, mate. I know. I know, lad. Sorry, mate. Sorry, sorry. Um, right. So a few years ago, there was a quiz night down at uh, Rovers. <laughs> At, at the Amman, and uh, it was me, my mate Dino, uh, Dino's brother, Gadget, as well. Yeah, I know and, Gadget. Uh, Ian, yeah? yeah? Yeah, Ian Williams. Yeah, yeah, I know Ian, yeah. That's right. And uh, we were down the Amman, and the uh, quiz night had ended, so we were, we were at the bar, just sort of having a couple of drinks, and uh, we were stood next to Chris Carruthers, uh, Craig Disley, Steve Elliott, get to mention again, and Richard Walker. So we were having a couple of a couple of pints, and they said, "Oh, boys, we're 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 off to embargo in about half hour. You know, meet you there if you want." So they went off and got in a taxi and went to embargo. And we were sort of stood there thinking, "Did they really mean that, or were they just being polite?" And we thought, "Well, it'd be a good laugh if you do." So we got a taxi then to embargo. We walked in a bit sheepishly because we, we could see them 
on the dance floor and we, uh, and we thought, uh, we'll just hang around here and let them have a drink in case they didn't really mean it. And then Richard Walker spotted us, called us over. Um, Steve Elliott had a load of uh, Desperados for us. So he just like handed out drinks. It was like, this is amazing. And um, like the highlight of the night was Chris Carruthers was, was on the dance floor um, singing <laughs> his own name to the tune of Mr. Brightside. He was just at, he was out of his mind in the middle of the floor, just going, "I'm Chris Carruthers." For some reason, that's probably the most um, rememberable thing that Chris Carruthers ever did. I think in two years at Rovers, <laughs> probably, probably. Craig Disney was passed out most of the night in, until we got in a taxi to go to a um, <clears throat> casino, where he got up, walked out of embargo, had a slash behind the bin, and then got, got in a taxi, <laughs> and, we, and we went down to. Um, uh, the um, casino by Millennium Square and uh, we went in there Richard Walker signed us in and we spent the rest of the night at roulette table just chatting to Richard Walker about the appearance at Wembley his goal and stuff it was just one of the best nights I've ever had it was amazing, amazing. that's brilliant amazing yeah it just yeah real real tops good stuff anything right, else so got anything yeah, else so all oh, right I've got, I've got a few set into me and, a, and then a, a few others. So, um, Marcus Stewart, uh, so he, he was like a boyhood hero of mine. Yeah. Um, and he lives he lives not, not far from me. And I see him in the pub quite a lot. And now we're on sort of name turns. And he always says hello. And like we have a bit of a chat together at the bar. And like whenever I'm chatting with him, like my sort of 10-year-old self is like screaming inside my mind going like, brilliant, I'm chatting to Marcus Stewart. Yeah, I know. I'll get like that about Ash Perry, in fairness. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) But what what I love about that is it it kind of brings home to you that these people just, they're just normal people. Yeah, they are, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, some of that stuff's pretty good. And then a few have been sent in to me. So my brother, Lucas, um, he met Eddie the Eagle. What a legend. Yeah. Absolute classic. My brother, Adam, he met uh, Lennox Lewis uh, just before we fought Tyson. Um, he came into your brother uh, fought Tyson. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he did. He did pretty well. Um, so, was your brother in the was, was your brother in the states then? Uh, no, this was over in over UK. In Lamb and flag in um, <laughs> right. Okay, it's called right. Right. Okay. Um, I was thinking that was going to be somewhere was... much more glamorous than that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Cribs Causeway, USA. Yeah. My brother was running the pub at the time. Lennox Lewis walks in and just ordered a whole roast chicken, and that was it. I like his style. <laughs> to be fair I quite like his style actually I'm, yeah, loving, I'm yeah, loving his like style that. good yeah, stuff like good stuff excellent stuff well done Dan well done nice. kept kept it off the Indian theme some really good mixture of yeah. uh, a sports people uh, Laddie very quickly you got those others that have been messaged in yeah I got a few so Rob uh, he's from Devon he's um he's bumped into Lawrence Delayo well they, they were queuing to get the, the buses after an extra Chiefs game and Lawrence Delayo had obviously done the commentary and he, he Lawrence walks out right in front of this bus, uh, and Rob puts his hand out and stops. Wait, there, Lawrence? You no, know, you nearly damaged that bus. And Lawrence turns around and goes, "I've tackled bigger things than that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard you tell that one before. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and uh, Becky. Now Becky's got. I think she's got a list to tell. She's, she's from Bath, and um, she's a big Bath fan. And uh, she used to train at the gym where some of the Bath players used to go. And there was one former bath player, a George Ford, who uh, she um, had a bit of a soft spot for. So she would almost make sure she'd done her makeup, made herself looking good before she went in the gym. And there's one, so she 
George Ford is there, and but she's on the treadmill. George Ford gets on the treadmill next to her. She turns to look at him and absolutely stacks it on the treadmill. <laughs> at that point, just has to <laughs> pick herself up off the floor and leaves the gym as quickly as she possibly could, hoping he didn't notice her, but she thinks she, he possibly did. Yeah, probably. It's probably a good chance. Probably. So it's quite um, a lot of rugby stories coming out, isn't there? Yeah. Of all this. Good. good. We bet Shep's got a few, hasn't he? I would imagine so. He's up none, next. None, mate. None. Got no rugby oh, stories. Rugby. Oh, shit. <laughs> really? Wow. Wow. Still going off topic. No, I've got loads. Yeah, let's do it. Right, Shep's coming up next. Dougie Stone Radio. This is a season ticket. Brimo Lado and the boys. Less talk, more music. Dougie Stone Radio, 24-7. Online happiness. Um, okay, so it's Dougie Stone Radio. It's Brimo Lado and the bench on... The bench, Shep. How are you doing? Very well. I'm very well, thank you. Good, good stuff. Right. Um, we've had a message via Imogen, yeah? Because we, we were we, we we were giving you a lot of praise for being a top dad, and um, apparently Imogen says you're not because you only let her have the iPad every hour for sixty minutes. That's all right, isn't it? That sounds, <laughs> like, a, that sounds like a good deal to me. That does. In fairness. <laughs> so how are you doing? You're right. You've had a good week. Yeah, very good week. Yeah, very good. Good, good, good stuff. You were in school. You were out of school. What were sports situation? I was in school last uh, last Wednesday. Um, I'm in next Thursday. We've got quite a, a big school, so Rotor is uh, is fairly lenient on middle, right. middle leaders. So it's all good, good. Good news, right? Sports stars. Who have you? you know, I mean, you've met a few, haven't you? I've I've met a couple. Yeah, met a couple. Um, so through rugby coaching and things like that, I've met. Um, I've been fortunate enough to spend time with Richie McCaw. Martin Johnson, Nafri won the the World Cup. Matt Dawson and Shane Williams um, on various rugby um, camps that they've sort of. uh, And and Richie McCall was down at Aria uh, at Yeovilson. Right, he came over to do some stuff because he he likes flying bits and bobs. Um, But the two that I'm going to sort of talk about—they're not even um, the ones you're going to talk about. No, no. I I, um, the two I'm going to talk about. I've, I've. and it's funny because it made me think about it afterwards because I was in the Westfield Shopping Centre in in, um, in West London uh, with my wife. And uh, it's, it's a busy shopping centre anyway. And um, walking through sort of the main atrium bit there and um, massive crowd of people because if anybody knows the, the Westfield setup, you've got your sort of commoner shops in like a loop like you do in the Mall. Yeah. And then they've got like a wing, which is like your Louis Bowie and your... Hugo Boss and all the sort of expensive shops that Dan will shop in, um, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and from and from this expensive area comes this hubble of people, and in the middle of this 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 sort of throng of people is uh, David and Victoria Beckham. No, and uh, I, I, as they sort of shot past us, I was like, "That's David Beckham." And Naomi said, "Yeah, it is." And I was sort of walking, carried her walking down the the, the way, and like. He must get told his name wherever he goes. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many people every day tell David Beckham, that's David Beckham. You're David Beckham. I'm like, yes, yes. I'm very well aware of that. Thanks very much for pointing it out again. Um, so, yeah, but that's, that's, but my, um, one of my claims to fame, I think, is probably um, my um, understanding of, of women's, women's rugby. Um, I went to all of the World Cup finals. Um, in the in the last decade, the um, 2010 when it was here, um, 2014 when it was in France, and then um, in Belfast a couple of years ago, um, 
to see the, the World Cup finals. Um, the, England won the uh, 2014 World Cup. Um, and the following weekend, I was on my, my best mate's brother's stag do uh, down in Woolacombe. Right. And uh, if you've ever been to Woolacombe on a stag do, you'll know that it's, it's, it's not a huge amount to do. There is one nightclub called Morisco's. Yeah, um, great. Morisco's, Morisco's dirty discos, as it was, it was told to us. <laughs> so you know, it's a, it's we're in there having a having a few drinks, and we're taking the mickey out of the the, the stag and, and so on. And I glance across the dance floor, and I'm like, I recognise that that shape, that body. And um, from the dance floor, someone's obviously looked across and gone, I recognise that shape and that body. And Marley Packer, who was um, England Open side, who's a, who's a friend of mine, was on the other side of the dance floor on a Hindu having obviously been a part of a World Cup winning team the week before, was in Woolacombe on a, on a Hindu the following Saturday yeah. um, with Emily Scarrett, Mo Hunt and um, a couple of the other girls that had, that had been there. And the, the, the beautiful thing about it was that there was only one person, I think, in that building that knew who they were. Right, okay. So they were, they were quite happy to be yeah. themselves. They were on a Hindu. They were having a good time. But it was just like the, the, all the boys I was with were like, who's that? And I was like, oh, they've done this. They all had photos and the girls posed the photos and stuff. And it was really good fun, but nobody really knew who they were. Yeah. So it was quite a sort of a, a pleasant. Surreal, um, yeah, for them probably. A real experience for yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I can't believe you've met all those other people. That's incredible. Abs- yeah. Abs- I, I did the Martin Johnson camp down in Plymouth. Um, Matt Dawson won over in um, Taunton School. Um, Shane William Shane Williams was uh, was a different place. So yeah, is Martin Johnson as grumpy as he looks? <laughs> he, he, he is. He's a nice bloke. Because again, if you know Plymouth Al- well, where Plymouth Albion used to play Brickfield, um, at the end of his sort of day that he came, he signed autographs and he did all the bits and stuff for, yeah. for everybody. And and he's there must have been a queue probably five six hundred meters long. All these kids that are on the camp and he's signing all sorts of different bits and bobs. Um, and then when he'd left, I won't swear on radio because I understand it's already been done this evening. Um, but um, <laughs> he, he, he said, uh, he, um, it's the Matty Taylor him, and all that is us. <laughs> he, he was asked by one of the other coaches what it was like facing the hacker. And he didn't even look up from the piece he was signing. He replied, it's only an effing dance. And just left Can it you imagine that. being um, one of his okay. kids, though? <laughs> being one of, his, one of his kids who spent a load of money on his birthday present and you're expecting a massive reaction from Martin Johnson. <laughs> and he just looks at you like the most grumpy bloke. On, I mean, I wouldn't say this to his face, clearly, but <laughs> no. he is one grumpy guy, isn't he? Yeah, he, he was, he was, yeah. It, it, I've never it seen anybody so unhappy to lift a raw cup trophy in my life. <laughs> It's unreal. It's unreal. Good stuff. Great stuff. Thanks, Shep. Right, Ladder, you're up next. How many have you got? I got I got a couple and a few more listeners. I got got three belting ones to finish it with. Yeah, we 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 gotta give you time to do yours. Yeah, mate. I don't often take part in these things, but tonight no, I think yeah. I need to make an exception. Absolutely. Dougie Stone Radio, it's Brimo Lado and the Bench. Dougie Stone Radio. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Just say, Alexa, open internet radio. Better Liam on Dougie Stone Radio. And now that i found you, again, the boys are looking remarkably happy. Looking far too happy for their own go. So there, there is a bit of a lag between what we're doing and what the, the video. I did try and give Kurt the signal, but I don't think he saw me. Um, so, there, yeah, there you go. It's all, it's all arms in the air. Everything's going wrong. Um, right, Lado, a few more listeners have been in touch. Yeah, Still. well... Well, to be fair, I'm going to indulge the, the people I spend most time with at the moment because I'm spending all my time with my boys, which is great. 
but they're probably a bit sick of me. So I'm Correct. A few fatherhood, so we don't see a lot of Lizzie at the moment because she's uh, tra- commuting to Bristol and getting back quite late. Busy. But the boys have had a few rugby tales. Um, Charlie's still got a scar on his nose from where we went to a rugby thing down at the Chiefs and Harry Williams got a bit excited mucking around with the lads. He's still got a scar on his nose from that from about five years ago, so <laughs> that's not going away. Um, they, got, they, had a, they went to see a Bath game with Chiefs and Chiefs beat Bath. And Anthony Watson, he just torn his Achilles, so he's a Bath player. He's got a major injury. He's out of the England game. He's out of Bath. He's hobbling along on his crutches. And Chiefs are just stuffed Bath. And they ask for a picture with Anthony Watson. And fair play to him. He stops and does a lovely picture. And, you know, he had every right to be proper grumpy. But what's great is they, he is now a hero to the boys because of yeah. just that moment they took the time to have a picture with them. And he's a great player. He's a fantastic player. But yeah. just they, yeah. I thought I was real professional. I got a funny tell when Charlie was, he must have been about five, and he went, he went to a birthday party. Now, living where we do, Somerset cricketers are, they're top guys, and they gently live in the community, and you see them out about quite a lot. Now, my next door neighbour used to be a uh, Somerset cricketer, uh, and he's good mates with the likes of Jason Coe, who's the current coach, and Marcus Truscoffic, who people would have definitely heard of. Um, and Jason Coe's done a great job with the Somerset cricket team this year, um, winning the, the one day. Uh, competition. I went to this party and Triscoffic is there and he's there with his kid. Anyway, it was great. The kids are just mucking around and Marcus Triscoffic and Jason Kurt are doing this pin the tail on the donkey for this, this party and all the kids are having a go and they're, they're putting it nowhere near. Charlie walks up, he puts the blindfold on and he pins it absolutely spot on. It couldn't have been more perfect and the look on Jason Kurt and Marcus Triscoffic's face was a picture. They just look has he really just done that? I and mean, we sort of looked at each other and he walked off with the prize. Amazing. Anyway, walking in, I said, Charlie, that's amazing he did that. Yeah, I can see through the blindfold. I just... <laughs> 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 I thought, oh my God. I, 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 what am I going to do with this boy? Anyway, fair play to him. Fair play. Anyway, moving on to my... Mine not as good as that, I'm afraid. So I'll be quick and let you get to yours, Brim. Um, Sorry, we've got plenty of time. First of all, um, 1990 Rovers fans. Good year? Yeah, good year. Good year. I remember because I actually went to play more games that year than I've ever been. Of course, they, they were doing well. Glory hunting. Um Now, do you remember... Yeah, you know, you know the score. Uh, do you remember the Open Top Bus Tour they did? Yes. Yes. Well, I went down to that. I think I was with um, my mate Neil and his brother drove us. And I think it, I think he probably started in Eastville. That would be a logical place to start. Yeah. And I remember being just outside what used to be for Eastville Methodist Church and the, the buses are going up and they're obviously quite slow and Andy Reese, he was left, middle, left midfielder he was middle. in midfield yeah midfield. so he's looking out the back and we're cheering out to him like you know a couple of enthusiastic 16 year olds and he gives a, gives a wave and that you know, good lads anyway the bus goes on we jump jump in my mate's brother's car and we whiz up to he must have finished up at Kingswood yeah alright so <laughs> we get to Kingswood the bus is going along me and my mate Neil, we jump out and we run behind the bus. We went, hey, racer. And he looks and he has his double take. Is this to say, have you boys been following the bus the whole way up from, from Eastwood? <laughs> which is about probably like three or four miles, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, his reaction was great. It was just great. It was, it was just, you know, obviously you guys are proper fans, but it was just lovely the way they interacted. It was, it was really funny. Now, my, my hero, I'll put Mike for the TV audience. My hero for many years was the young uh, one, Linford Christie. Um, he has since been usurped by Usain Bolt. Um, but, um, in, 19, in 2003, uh, obviously Christie, the Usain Bolt had, wasn't, on, wasn't on the scene in those days. Linford Christie was my absolute sprinting idol. 
Um, and we went to, Liz and I went to the World Indoors Championships up in Birmingham. Uh, Christy was long since retired by then. And we had the chance to you know, you see loads of athletes. Um, anyway, popped out for a wee, as you do. And on my way out, there is Linford Christie, stood there. And just a couple of young kids are just grabbing him, trying to get an autograph out of him. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't miss this moment. I don't want to run back and get something to sign properly because I don't want to miss it. So I'm there and he's got a pen. And all I've got is my wallet. So in my wallet, I dig out a Sainsbury's receipt, which I have here. And I hand him this receipt and ask him to sign it. The look he gives me of <laughs> utter disgust. Is that the that, actual that, signature? That is that is the actual signature of Linford Christie. Um, Amazing. Which I keep with the book now. But the, the looking, I mean, fair play he signs it. But I, I, I hate to think what he thought of this grown man with his Sainsbury's receipt begging for a, a, a signature. But fair play, at least, at least he signed it. So, so now um, my mind is working over time. What had you bought in Sainsbury's? That's what I was trying to figure out. I was trying to see through the <laughs> What's on the river? Forget the signature. What had you it's, bought? It's probably it's faded. Uh, it's only a debit one. It doesn't get doesn't list. It's just a, one of those debit ones, mate. It's £28.65, yeah. whatever it was. So... So I've no idea. It's a bit large. It's curry. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. breakfast. Yeah, it's probably a takeaway curry, <laughs> wouldn't it? Those little mixed those bags, these little mixed bags you walk around with. Yeah. Um, yeah. All, cool. All good, stuff. good stuff. Is that all yours then done, Lado, is it? That's mine done, to be fair, yeah. Okay. What about your food then? Well, okay. So I, I could play I could play a straight bat and just say I'm gonna stay at home because I feel I'm in the best restaurant, you know. Oh, and that's, that's, that's just pretty cool. safe. Oh. But but I'm going to put that out there. But no, we've got to. Larry will back me up on this. My local, the chapel, um, which is used to be a chapel, funnily enough, and it converted into a pub and a Thai restaurant. And they do an absolutely superb Thai. They also do some decent pizzas and a proper pizza oven. But the Thai food there is superb. So, as and when you want to come a bit deeper into Somerset and have a, a season ticket night out, boys. Thoroughly recommend the tie. Somerset does appear to be the heartland of the season ticket, I have to say. (laughs) Yeah. I tell you, if you want to go somewhere for a decent pizza, I reckon we got to go to Kirk's place. Kirk's got his own pizza oven in the garden. Good man. Good man. And I right, Kirk. Nice. Yeah, we could do the season ticket here. How about that? Season ticket going on (laughs) tour. Have you got enough mics for all of us? We we will have. (laughs) We'll we'll make that happen. We'll make that happen. We'll go on tour. You had me at Pizza Kirk. I'm all over it. Yeah, like, do you know what? I had a, on the indie disco last night. I interviewed a band last night, and a great little band. They're called Mosaic, and uh, as I do, the conversation turned to food. Um, and I just asked them, you know, just a flip for a week. What's your favourite pizza topping? And one of them said banana and pineapple is the staple pizza topping. Which Kirk, they're a great band, Kirk, aren't they? But Kirk just went off. Yeah, I've gone off him. If he comes round, it is. I mean, <laughs> I refuse to put banana and pineapple in the pizza oven. So That's no, just it's a shock. It's banana, just banana weird. and bacon's very good. Is it? Banana and bacon. Ooh. Yeah, banana and bacon. Oh, it's a, it is a great topping. We uh, we haven't got time to go through Dan's top ten <laughs> pizza toppings. I don't think, but. Uh, <laughs> Quinoa, enough quinoa. A bit of quinoa, a bit of basil. We have a bit of basil. What's the uh, sauce you like to put on everything? Sriracha. Sriracha sauce, that's it. I think I'm working that day, boys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't wear a pair of shoes called sriracha, let alone put it on food. (laughs) But um, Come on, Brim, let's see yours. So, yeah, I'll get to that right now. Um, In terms of food, I've had a few, not so many in this week, but we've had a few bits and bobs in. Tracy McCarthy... So she'd like to uh, burgle any restaurant in Santorini. 
um, because the food's gr- uh, the restaurant's good. Um, Le Truffier, that is yours, Kirk, isn't it? Is that the place they brought out the? Um, it's a fifteen-course taster menu. So that. Oh, I'll tell you what. I've been twice. It's my f- most favourite restaurant, and it's in it's in Paris, right near uh, Notre Dame, and. When I first met Sandra, we went there. I'll try and keep it as brief as possible. And it was a very expensive meal back back then. And then a few years later, I was on a course and I was I was at university at um, Font- Fontainebleau. And we went, my boss said, take, if Sandra comes over, take her, take her out for the evening. So I booked a hotel in um, Paris and went to Le Truffier. And I think in 2006, it was about 250 quid for two of us. I mean. Christ. It was nice. He signed it off. You must say, yeah, that's good to get out on expenses. I'll tell um, you what, I'll tell you what, it was, it's amazing. I, I did. I made the mistake of asking for the wine list, and he brought me this book out, and it was like a draw, and I just <laughs> give it him back. I laughed and give it him back yeah. and said, pick me a bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just house red, please, mate. Um, right, Debbie from Southampton has been in touch. She'd like to go to look. Yeah, it's just my pronunciation skills are going to go wrong. <laughs> Here we right, go. Mate. Here we go. <laughs> Le, Le Gavroche. <laughs> Um, said anything and everything on the menu would be fine. And the wine, uh, Mark Baker, smoky bones in Florida for the Bourbon barbecue smothered ribs and spit roast chicken combo. Ooh, that sounds that good. Sounds all right, doesn't it? That sounds all right. Right. Um, I've got a couple of um, sporting uh, people. I so I used to sell conservatories, right, back in the day, <laughs> and um, I once had uh, an appointment with a Mister Robinson of Bath. So I trundled over to Bath one afternoon to see Mr. Robinson. And so what we used to do, we used to go in, we used to sort of have a little look around our house, have a chat, then they'd take us out to the area. And this guy had sort of quite a lot of rugby memorabilia on the wall as you go through his hallway. And um, so I was just chatting. I said, oh, you like a bit of rugby then, do you? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't mind it. It's, it's all, you know. So we got chatting about that. And uh, I was out in the garden. I was measuring up where he wanted this conservatory put. And... Um, you start chatting to people. So what do you do for a living then? He said, uh, yeah, I work for the RFU. I went, oh, okay. And uh, so what do you do for them? He said, oh, I'm the assistant manager of the England team. So it was Andy Robinson. And two months later, we'd done the conservatory whilst he was in Australia and whilst England were winning the World Cup. <coughs> and I was watching um, watching the final and then Mr. Robinson of Bath was walking around the pitch with the World Cup trophy. So I, did, I had no idea. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> But uh, so that was my first one. Um, my second one, and one of my favourite stories ever, um, was that I, <laughs> I was in Australia. We were touring around Australia, and it was just after England had won the Ashes in that two thousand and five tour, um, and it was fantastic. And I was reading in Australia. I picked up Ricky Ponting's Ashes Diary, which was an amazing read, really good read. And I was sat. We did a lot of travelling around. I was sat in Sydney Airport. And um, suddenly this guy tapped me on the shoulder and went, that's an amazing book, mate. And I looked round and it was Brett Lee. Oh, of course. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was a really top bloke. And Glow, it was with me. And uh, we, a few days, we, we, we flew from Sydney into Melbourne. And we just happened to go into an Adidas shop. And in this Adidas shop, there's this great big full-size poster of Brett Lee. And she went, that's that bloke from the airport. So she had no, she had absolutely no concept that we were in the presence of an absolute superstar. And uh, Brett Lee, I just thought he was a phenomenal player. And um, my other story, my third and final one, well, I got a few actually, but my, my, my last story is about Paul Collingwood and the England cricket captain at the time. I was away um, 
I was, it was not long after Glow passed away, actually. I decided to go to New Zealand on a bit of a self-healing holiday. And uh, I went to uh, New Zealand to watch the England cricket team play. And uh, in, in New Zealand, what they do, they um, in the, the it's where the Auckland Blues play rugby. So it's a rugby stadium, effectively. But they, it, they put a, they, Yeah, and they put a cricket wicket in for the Friday. And on the Saturday, I went to watch a rugby match. So England won the, the one-day game on the Friday. Um, my mate's dad, as it turns out, was one of the directors of the Auckland Blues, said, I've got a ticket for you for the rugby, come along. No. And I went to the toilet at half-time. And, you know, it's like you're in the toilet, you're doing your thing. You look to your right, and I'm taking a waz right next to Paul Collingwood, right. who I've got to say is a much smaller <laughs> bloke in person than I realised he was. <laughs> but you have to take that in the right context. You absolutely have to take that in the correct context. But he was quality. So there was me having a chat with the England cricket captain in a toilet, which wasn't the greatest thing in the world. But, uh, yeah, it was good. It was interesting. It was interesting. I've had a few others. But uh, there are the three, definitely, that stand out as being the most uh, bizarre. Definitely Collingwood was, anyway. But uh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Right. That's it, I think. I think we're pretty much out of time for another season ticket. Lads. Should we let them know what's next week, mate? Yeah, what is the next topic you picked? So, next week, we're going to go for greatest, for want of a better term, sporting villains. Ooh. Who are the greatest sporting villains that we can come up with? So, could be top fives, or just if you've got the one, you want to wax lyrical about them. Yeah, there's a Any few sport, of those in there. I would love to hear people's uh, views on this. So, usual way through Facebook, through at Season Ticket DSR, which stands for what, Kev? Dougie Stone Radio. There you go. Excellent. Kev's on the board. Um, and in, two, and in two weeks' time, really, I mean, we, we, we thought this would be a good idea, and certainly on the back of Shep's World Cup story with the, the, the fact that they, they weren't recognised and they were World Cup winners, we're going to do uh, Fantastic Females, so the best sports uh, sports women. Um, who are, who, who's your favourites? Why? What have they done to inspire people in sport? Because I think over the last few years, women's sport has definitely come to the fore. So next week, greatest sports and villains, and then fantastic females in two weeks' time. Looking forward to it. Sport and, fem- sport and villains is going to be quite interesting, isn't it? So Tasty. top of my head, I'm thinking Maradona, Rudy Voller, Ronaldo. Oh. Where, I know they're all footballers, but they're all the ones I love to hate the most, really. Where's the start? But, uh, there you go. Lads, thanks very much once again for taking part in another thanks season ticket. Thoroughly enjoyed it. As usual, we're going to go out with a bit of kiss. I know Lance likes a bit of kiss. Lovey, you look like you better go to bed. Yeah. You look look a bit bit wiped out. (laughs) Right. We're out of here. Same place, same time next week on Dougie Stone Radio. Don't be late. Have a good week. Stay safe. Stay indoors. Later, boys. You are listening to the greatest sports show on the planet. The Season Ticket on Dougie Stone Radio. In association with Inspired to Change Bristol. Helping to get your life back on track.